Terrible Toby's is Kitchener's independent, community-driven pet supply store. Conveniently located just outside of downtown Kitchener, Terrible Toby's has created a new way to shop for your pet, combining fun, educational moments with an easy and convenient experience. Join Terrible Toby's for their weekly neighborhood walks, monthly nail trimming clinics, or their next pet portrait day. Learn more in-store or follow Terrible Toby's on Facebook and Instagram for all their updates. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast. And today we are talking about what to do if your pet goes missing. In the first half of today's episode, we talked about what actually to do if your dog were to run away, escape the backyard, those terrible instances we hope will never happen to us. Um, But we wanted to spend the second half of today's episode talking about some ways that you can prevent this from ever happening. Um, Because obviously we want to avoid our pets ever going missing. And there's lots of really great ways that you can effectively um, avoid this from happening to you. So Ken's kick us off. What's the first thing you can do to minimize the impact of something like this? Um, well, there's a few things, but the first thing we can talk about is something that usually happens in puppyhood or when you, um, um, you know, get a dog from a rescue, uh, it's microchipping. So some benefits of microchipping your pet is that you can locate them faster. So i.e. your dog or cat does end up in a vet's office or in a um, humane society and they have the ability to scan for a microchip that has your information on it that way you are contacted right away. They know for certain this is your animal and um, your dog is then or cat is then found. Um, Microchipping is relatively quick and inexpensive, which is really nice. Um, A lot of humane societies um, around the area, I know our local KW, uh, Stratford Perth Humane Society does do different microchipping clinics. Um, Usually it's about 25 to 75 bucks for a microchip. Um, And um, most... Canadian Kennel Club or American Kennel Club ethical breeders already have microchips in their puppies. So like as an example, when I picked up Willa, I picked her up and she was already pre-microchipped. So that's something that they usually will like tie into the puppy when you pick them up. Um, But it is um, super, again, simple, quick, and just in case it's there and it's there for life. It's, it's just a little rice sized microchip right under the skin and they've got it. Vets know where to find it. There you go. So one misconception so that people aren't confused. Microchips do not GPS track your dog. I have seen very shaming comments on social media to people whose pets have gone missing to say things like, well, why don't you microchip your pet? Then you would just be able to track them and you'd know exactly where they were. And then people are commenting back being like, that's not how a microchip works, but thank you for your feedback. So no, a microchip is not a GPS, um, but it does allow your dog to be identified and they have your phone number. It's going to be tied to your information. Um, You can also actually register the microchip with 24 pet watch. I think most vets will recommend you do that. And then, um, they're actually able to like get your contract information, um, and connect you back with your dog. Um, the other thing you can do that I think just 
we should all do to be responsible pet owners is just register your pet with the Humane Society. Um, yes. So that if your dog shows up and they microchip them, they know who they belong to. Um, they know that they're registered. They're a registered dog in the city of Kitchener and they know that you are the owner. That's not going to be something that's like disputable. Um, it is very evident that you are the registered owner, um, which obviously goes a long way. Yeah. And again, microchipping is like a, um, if your dog ends up in a place that has the ability to microchip thing, I want to kind of take a step back and talk about training (laughs) because I think that all I, I remember when Willa and Aladar were puppies, um, again, sighthounds are known to bolt and bolt and bolt and, and, spook and so I had it in my head like oh my gosh if these dogs are ever off leash they're going to run away and I'm never going to see them again right so training was something that was really embedded in me for recall um especially um you know, just, I would enjoy taking, you know, the dogs off leash from time to time, or I wanted to have the ability to do that. So the recall was really important to me. Um, but fast forward seven years and I'm still working through training recall. Like it's a, it's a, a training skill that is never forgotten in our home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the, I mean, the concept of recall is something that is just so interchangeably usable in so many situations. And obviously the more you practice it, the more um, reliable it's going to be with your dog. And especially depending on the level of stimulation they're experiencing, you know, whether or not they're going to listen to your come command is going to be very different in the house rather than, you know, outside when they're weaving through traffic. So, but any, you know, amount of recall training is going to be a benefit and it really, it can be life-saving in the event that you need to call your dog off something. Yeah, for sure. Like I've, I'm sure at some point we've all experienced dogs where the owners are calling their name over and over again and the dog is just totally not listening, you know, whether the dog's bolting at you and your dog or, or like running towards a squirrel or, you know, doing dog things and you need your dog. If your dog is going to be off leash, your dog needs to have 100% recall in my opinion. Um, and I might sound like a, a grumpy dog owner saying that, but I do think it's for safety for the life's like saving ability of that command it's it's that's what it is and i think i think it's important to note that you don't your dog doesn't need to go off leash to live a fulfilled life and there's a lot there's of people that, that might mm-hmm. disagree with that but marshall rarely goes off leash and he's a very happy fulfilled dog um if we do want to give him a bit more freedom we do a long line he just doesn't have the he hasn't earned the right to go off leash um and he's not ready for it so we use a long line when we want to do more with him and that's rarely a barrier to anything and there you go so if your dog is not off leash ready do not take your dog off leash it's it's there you go you save you yourself and your dog that what if right so um 
One other thing, uh, just quickly to mention, is more along the lines of tools. So using a proper collar, um, so i.e. like a martingale or double harness collar setup if you're worried. Um, I know that... um, Kirsty in our team, um, she fosters dogs yeah. and they always have double collar harness set up um, yeah. just for that what if scenario. And a lot of rescues too, like when we adopted Marshall, like they, they wouldn't let us pick him up. We had to come with a martingale and they recommended double leashing um, for the first couple of weeks just because they tend to be a bit of a flight risk. I was thinking about when we were talking about microchipping, I was thinking about air tags and wondering if that would work to GPS a dog. And I think it would. There are certain ones for dog collars that you can buy that do have GPS trackers. There are also the more extreme GPS trackers for dogs. So hunting dogs use them as an example. Um, And they come with like a large GPS, like, Um, it looks like a walkie talkie, but it has like a screen on it. Like it's huge. And so these are like, um, professional trackers. Uh, I have, um, people that I've been following on Instagram over in Europe who live on like acres and acres and acres of land. They have pointers. So they GPS, they put on this GPS, like it's like, it has a little antenna on it and it goes right on their collar and they let their dogs run through their like 50 acres but they know that their dogs where they are because they have this like legit gps setup tracker for their dogs yeah that's amazing yeah Yeah. so that's that's another option if you're very worried you can gps your dog um okay what about well tags we can't forget about tags so making sure oh yes they've got their collar tags on with current phone number um i mean it just makes it easier if somebody does get a hold of your dog and they can see your number they don't have to take them to the humane society they can just call you quick story i have found two dogs um in my time here in kitchener waterloo just roaming the streets and one was right on king street like busy busy street and it was a little pug and i pulled over and i grabbed it because it was wandering all over the busy road and i looked at the tag of course first thing you do look at the tag called the number the number was out of service so at this point, I'm like, well, now I have this dog. It's a good thing I'm a crazy dog person and have like three leashes in my car. So I leashed it and then I started wandering around the street being like, did anybody lose a dog? I, I started driving around the area. Anyway, long story short, I finally found the family because a little boy was running around and I, I'm like, did you lose a dog? And he's like, yes. So, but, um, I told them as soon as I dropped the dog off, um, I said, you guys really got to update that. Like I tried phoning and it's out of service. Oh yeah. It's an old tag. Well, so (laughs) yeah, exactly. So yeah, just, uh, just a tip that happened twice. And the other experience I had too. So update your phone number, please. Um, definitely. And I mean, if you're ever at one of our events, we often have um, live stamping on site. So at the holiday festival at the end of this or not the end of this month, December 2nd, we'll have live stamping on site. So if you need a new tag, there's your moment. They do it right in front of your eyes. They have it ready for you in like 15 minutes. It's magic. Yeah. And just a few more quick little points. Um, 
make sure your backyard is not escapable if you do have a backyard. Um, this is really key. Uh, I had Hudson, when Hudson was uh, around, he escaped my backyard quite a few times that I couldn't figure out for the longest time why um, until I caught the little guy in the act. So if you have a dog who likes to be an escapee, um, you know, try to uh, try to cover that up in your backyard. Um, spay and neuter your pets. Uh, this will definitely give your animal less likely, um, less of a reason rather to wander. Um, and or just supervise your dog, you know, if you are worried. Just keep an eye on your dog. And lastly, um, be aware of your dog's triggers. So like, i.e. fireworks. Um, every year, a couple times a year, you know, on Canada Day and whenever else, or May 2-4 weekend, whenever else fireworks go off, you always hear of dogs going missing because they are afraid. So if your dog is that kind of dog, Maybe not the best idea to have them, you know, out on the front porch with you, not leashed, watching the fireworks. Um, it's it, 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 just be aware of your dog, you know, and yeah. just, yeah, maybe just keep them inside and keep them safe and comfy. You know who does some really great education around this? So if your dog is scared of fireworks, I definitely recommend heading to Save Our Scruffs Instagram because they often do really great posts and reminders on even on like Diwali and different holidays um, that there might be fireworks. They'll post and be like, Hey, probably going to be fireworks today. If your dog, you know, is fearful of fireworks, here's some tips. And usually they're like, go for your walk earlier in the day. Don't do your walk at night. Keep your pet inside. Um, you know, distract them with X, Y, Z. So they've got lots of great tips. So if your dog is scared of thunderstorms or fireworks or any of those things definitely check them out uh there it was it was thundering today it's um it early was. november and it was thundering today and aladar got so scared and i forgot that she was afraid of thunder because we haven't had a storm in a few quite a few months right so yeah she got really spooked it was really sad anyway it was a very weird <laughs> november storm today very it was all right it was we digress well there we go. Lots of amazing ways to prevent your dog from ever going missing. And hopefully you also feel a little bit more equipped should that ever happen. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap up. 